like my jello body. I almost beat him, but I didn't. But my point is, don't ever tell a woman she has a jello body. <laughs> ever. Never ever again. So anyways, today's episode. Yeah, don't say that. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to make a shirt out of that. Maybe I should just like, I make I love my jello body, but like flubber, but with muscles. Anyways, today we're going to talk about analyzing right. your strength program and adjusting it for an off-season training program. Many of you lovely folks don't have a place to compete right now or train. So what do you do in that situation? Fall is upon the corner and we all get thicker, thicker than a, than a snicker, you know, thicker like butter. So how do we combat the butter and still be healthy? That's just the question. There's a lot of pumpkin pie coming down the road and I'm ready for it. Do you like pumpkin spice, Pamela? Are you a pumpkin spice? Yes, I do. Spice? Of course. Okay, pumpkin spice tea. <laughs> I'd have to kick you off right now. So today's guest is the one only Pamela McQueen. Don't get it confused with McQueen, the car from the kids' movie Cars. That's not Pamela. And by the way, she's faster and more badasser, and she looks way better in red. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need now um, a racer like behind you, you know, boom, boom. <laughs> Are you the fastest? Do you have the fastest speed and strong man? Pamela today, and she is a strong woman athlete. She also competes in grip sport, and she is the co-owner of Barbarian Strength Gym in Saskatoon. Saskatchewan, woo! Woo! <laughs> We have this YouTube thing going on here. I don't know why. Yo, you guys need to get me a Volkswagen because that'd be the funniest shit ever. My big ass trying to get out of there. You should see me trying to get out of the truck and shit. It's a well, truck. And then you have like, get it black and white. And then it's like a little panda. Oh, yes. And then it has to have sparkly rims. Listen, anybody who wants to sponsor me or this podcast, I am open <laughs> to offers right now. <laughs> oh my God. You know what would be the most amazeball thing? If I traveled the, like the like Canada in this little pink black panda freaking Volkswagen like beep beep and I like pulled up with speakers and my camera to record you badass bitches competing yeah and bro I'm fucking down okay That'll let's start perfect. a GoFundMe fun let's do it because you know what women should have exclusive coverage at their competition and imagine a glitter car rolling up with hip-hop music and blinky <laughs> lights on the bottom that is the shit and you know what? I will even have a microphone on the outside screaming out to everyone be like, come to this competition on whatever street. Come now. Oh, you suck. Except <laughs> 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 for that side part. The cops yeah. were like, uh, we heard someone showing out a car. I'm like, um, they imagined it. It was probably Karen. And welcome to our competition. Would you like a hot dog? Because, you know, strong people, we always have food around. They have that eat, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I I'm, we're making this happen. I'm telling you, people, let's start a GoFundMe page. Let's do it. All right. I will trick out my vehicle. I will do it for you. So anyways, her, her you can find her on IG at. Oh, you want me to remember my pot, my Instagram name? <laughs> Lulu <laughs> underscore 70 fit, something like that. Don't worry. I put it on the screen already. You're okay. fine. <laughs> I always have to go and look it up when I, uh. Go to do something. <laughs> I know, even I do. For all the sharing of the stuff, you guys, you guys, 
whoever is a student tech who wants to work to this podcast, I'm also accepting applications <laughs> because I always have to like look for things. I'm like, oh my God, you can tell I'm not 13 anymore. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not even that, that old, not feel old when it comes to this stuff. And what about your, uh, what about Barbarian Strength? Because there's a lot of them on IG. I know, because I looked it up. Um, but there's only one yeah. game like yours. Barbarian Strong is our Instagram name for the gym. Okay, okay. I already put that on the screen too, so don't worry. The magic of science and TikTok. <laughs> Anyways, um, so thank you, my sexy, strong, badass pandas, for tuning in today and listening for exciting listen in to the end for exciting news tips and her real life story of how she enters strength sports. So thanks again, Pam, for being on the show today. I really appreciate you. Now for the sexy panda game. I'm going to shout out words and you're going to tell me the first word that comes to your mind. Don't worry about swearing because I've already rated explicit and controversial. Okay. Ready? <laughs> Speed round. Yeah. Chicken. Tired. <laughs> Viking press. Oh, painful. Car deadlift. Haven't done one yet. Ooh, Conan's wheel. Another painful soul-sucking event. <laughs> Thick, strong men. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like you. It's official, friends. So yeah, if you guys want to look as sexy and as amazing as Pamela does in our amazing gear, then check out this code. Use it on our store at panstrong.ca to get hooked up with our best merch using Pamela McQueen's special VIP code. So anywho, I am super excited to have you on the show today. I know that you just recently competed in the classic strongman competition and your face was really intense, especially on the walk. You were like this, you were like. Oh, the whole thing was very intense. It must have been heavy. I don't know how much yeah. weight was on it, but it looked like it hurt, so. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very heavy comp. It was way above my pay grade for entering, but uh, it was lots of fun and I was glad they let me come out and try some really heavy stuff. I probably never would have attempted just on my own, so. <laughs> just walk up to them. Do I look like bison to you? <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you know my stock? God. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the, the, like I've noticed in competitions is like, I'm like, who wrote the numbers on this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there'll be something reasonable. You're like, okay, I got this. I can do this farmer's handle. And then you'll see something there. It's like, what the hell? That takes at least two of me to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brain that you don't blow on me, you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. That's always, you walk away with a little soreness, but no, no injuries. It's a, it's a win by itself. Yeah. You only want sweat and glitter on the platform. That is it. That is all. Nothing else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. When you see like uh, pictures of guys with blood come out of the nose, I haven't seen that on a woman. I don't know if you've seen that on a woman yet, but that would be a little intense. I think that might freak me out a little bit. I just don't want that to happen to me because it looks like it hurts. Has that happened to you? Have you seen someone? Tell me. I've seen somebody, yep, a woman on a powerlifting platform, deadlifting. She was one of our athletes at the time and she uh, started the old nosebleed. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's intense. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like you can't even feel any more badass. You cannot compare your badassness to someone once they're bleeding beside you. <laughs> exactly. Like, back there and I take second place, bro. You know what I mean? You're bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Take this yeah. one. 
I see more bleeding in strongman, but not as much out of the nose, but. Yeah. So like that, uh, did she pass out after? No, she didn't, but I think she got uh -huh. the lift though, but it was, it was pretty impressive. Wow. That's crazy. See that? See, that's the stuff that blows my mind and like makes to me makes it like the most fun of sports. So a little bit more about Pamela's background. She's a master strongman at strong woman athlete. Like I said, she's co-owner of Barbarian Strength Gym in Saskatoon. She's the co-host and uh, promoter of one of the forms for the classic strongman competition. And uh, she's a retired figure bodybuilder. And she's a strong woman and grip athlete, which is pretty badass. You know, like women in, in your age group and like, you know, the shows like the Golden Girls, they were like bending over trying to pick up a book with their bad arms and like, oh, my onion. And you're just yeah. like, ah, I'm just going to lift this. No big deal. You know? Yeah. I don't know. If you stop moving, that's when you get old. So Yes, that's what has changed. So tell us about um, how you got into bodybuilding and when did you start? Uh, well, my husband at the time, uh, was a bodybuilder. So we got together in 98, 99. And so I started more serious at the gym then. And I just always wanted to do it. Everyone that we were around all the time were bodybuilders and competing and stuff. So, um, but I didn't get into doing that until 2014. So I waited a while, but had, had another kid in there and did some other stuff, but, um, yeah, 2014, I did my first figure comp. And then the next two years, I went on and did uh, women's physique instead of figure. So. so, yeah, tell me more about that switch. Like, why you went from, you know, between the two? What was the motivation under that? Um, well, figure, I started in figure um, just because of the size of the women. Um, I thought I would fit better in that. But uh, honestly, figure wears the really big high heels, and I just couldn't swing those. I didn't enjoy the posing and the posing is in women's physique. The posing is more like bodybuilding posing. So you get to do the front double bicep and, you know, side chest and all that, that stuff that you associate with bodybuilding, not so much just quarter turns. So it's. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, that's, that was it. That was, but the main thing was the shoes. <laughs> I'm just not a <laughs> four inch heel girl <laughs> I was laughing because I'm flat-footed so like oh, I would same. always like <laughs> fuck I used to wipe the fuck out all the time when I was a teenager like I used to maim my knees like maim them because I would be like and sprain my ankle like I would be oh, like yeah. bleeding and blistered and bruised and swollen like my whole legs are scarred for life you don't know why my legs are scarred for life because I was out kickboxing because I was wearing damn heels you know what I mean Okay, yeah. yeah. I was such a psych. Okay, so I started bodybuilding and weightlifting when I was 13. I was so determined to be like a Barbie. So I used to like run at night in fucking heels. I'm not shitting you. I used to run in heels. Like, oh my God. I mean, it hurt so much. So I, I would run on grass in heels late at night during the week by myself. I don't know how I didn't die. I think that the predators were like, she's too big and shit. I'm not into that, you know? But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they just I thought you were crazy, crazy, maybe. Yeah. Like, oh, who the crack? Who the crack go down there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was crazy. Like, it's it's funny now, but like, I can't wear heels, especially after having kids. I'm I'm sorry, oh. it's too much. I'm like, you know what? I got my sneakers with a thickness beneath them. You know, yeah. 
to protect my feet from the smell. The only time my foot's naked is in slippers or when I'm squatting, you know? Other than that, no heels. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, yeah, I used to have to walk around, like I just did my housework with them on, just trying to get used to wearing, like, wearing sweats and stripper heels. Me, other ones, the clear white, clear shoes. Yeah. I had those too. I used to go to like um, stripper shops and buy those shoes. Like, that's what I'm trying to say at 13. I'm fucking wearing stripper heels, like, heated heels, you know? Uh -huh. <laughs> I used to fall off, fall, I fall at the bar and fall upstairs. I felt like, but I was cute. Like I was little. So like people just thought it was cute and shit, but <laughs> I think people would run. They'd be like, oh, fuck, oh, the bridge is falling down. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'd be like, run, bitch. Like I wouldn't even be afraid to say it. But anyways, back to bodybuilding. Physique. Yes, I'm very passionate about that. Figure, you know, there is such thing as genetics, right? And not everybody yeah. um, can do that. And for me, when I was training, like it was causing major health damage for me because my calorie deficit was so low. And oh. I was doing like six hours a day of muscle building and two to two to two and a half hours of cardio per day. And I would feel bad if I took one day off. So I would train six, seven days a week. And yeah. that's not healthy. And my body just quit on me. My body's like, no. Yeah. Well, and that's when it gets to be no fun after a while if you have to. Mm -hmm do it that hard that's how I was I just wasn't genetically like my legs are just too heavy I never did get my legs to come in I couldn't get them lean enough so no. the just more wasn't, I, uh, yeah like some people can't do that like that's what I'm trying to say is like I used to swim and bike and rollerblade and sprint run and my legs just is like I said thicker than a snicker I call them drumstick legs triangle legs because the my more effort to make it leaner like to go into smaller muscles just made me thicker like, it, mm -hmm. you know, and then you can lose a certain amount of body fat, but my muscles are like, even with all like the dancing I did, it's, I was still the biggest, I was always bigger than even the dude. So it's like, yeah, it's not like healthy. Like if you have to not even have ketchup, like I literally would have zero. So I wouldn't even eat like sauces, salt, or pepper, like plain ass rice, plain ass fucking chicken. Yeah. And I would drink like shitty protein with water. You know, so anyways, I don't know what you ate or what you did, but I was curious about that. Yeah, very similar to that. I was always had to be very strict. Like when I did would start a 20 week prep, I've done them with no cheat meal at all the whole entire time, which is very hard. And my last year I did two shows back to back. And I think that's where I just got burnt out by the, by the last show I was, had dieted for 40 weeks of the whole year and it was just too much. Like so. I love bodybuilding in terms of the exercises and movement. Like I still do. And it's hard because I love strongman just as much as in with powerlifting. Mm -hmm. You can't do it all, all at once throughout the week. And I love bodybuilding. Like I absolutely love it. But um, <clears throat> like, I yeah, the diet thing doesn't work for me. Like I, I eat really healthy. I don't do cheat days even now. But um, like, yeah, it's, I can't, I can't calorie cut like that. Like it actually scares me to think of what it could do to my health if I try to do it a second time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And yeah. and, and this, there's been lots of talk about this over the years, like even in boxing, how there's certain men and women who are not healthy that weight and water cutting and how they should just have either open class or heavy people. That's I know a lot of people shit talking, but that's actually why I'm so happy that like strong men like Eddie Hall and stuff like that are boxing because 
like there's this delusional, uh, and we're going to talk about this delusion that, um, like, if you are a strong man athlete, then you're just fat and you're just lazy. You eat like shit. You don't do cardio, and that you can't possibly be fit and thick, or thick and fit and fight. Do you know what I mean? Right. So. Anyways, yeah, I want to talk about that today. So like, because of your challenges maintaining, um, like the lean muscle mass, was that your biggest motivator into getting to strongman or what, what else kind of like, what led you well, down that path? I think I just, after, I always enjoy having something to train for. It's not the only reason I go to the gym, but it, I like having that a little extra goal and, you know, work towards something specific. So, uh, so when I stopped, decided not to do bodybuilding I was like well what can I do now that I I want to keep getting stronger and being in the gym but needed to try something so I dabbled I took the powerlifting course and I tried CrossFit um just to just to see what what I might like like what I could be you know you have to have feel like you have some natural gifts towards something and and just the enjoyment of it so um then after that I then I was able to connect with a local group that was training here, um, just, you know, basically outside or in garages when we could, and uh, just fell in love with the sports and in, in the community, like the people that were involved. Totally, 100%. Like, so I'm curious because I've, I've been meeting a lot of um, guests and people who, you know, I have my own, you know, philosophy on why, but, you know, people who've done the CrossFit and moved into Strongman, what dr- draws you more to Strongman than CrossFit? Uh, I'm not a fan of a lot of the exercises in CrossFit. It, uh, I, like, I, I got hurt a couple times just trying to attempt some of the things that that they were doing it just wasn't for me like it just I didn't enjoy it mm-hmm. where train for strongman stuff even if it's no matter how hard it is it's still so satisfying and so much fun to attempt and see what you can do and I just didn't get that same feeling with CrossFit my it's- philosophy on it is and, and and anything in life really is you can't go balls to the wall all the time if you yeah. go balls the wall all the time then your time is limited so there's a reason why gymnastics or gymnasts sorry retire and then go into circ and then only last a few years in circ and then their body's done and all they can do is teach and so like it's it, to me life is always about trying to maintain long-term health right mm-hmm. and i think that's pretty difficult to do if you're breaking the shit out of yourself and there's a lot of science on that how when you talk about like, so now there's another shift, right? There's like, there's a lot of politics in terms of weight loss, strength training, fitness in general in the industry, right? When you're a coach or personal trainer. Um, and so there's like the, you know, people think, oh, right now you there's like too much body positivity, right? You're just, you're not supporting what true fitness looks like because some people still have stuck in their mind that fitness is, <clears throat> you know, certain bodybuilder aerobic body types that you've seen in like, you know, BHS workouts, right? Yeah. that's their perception and what we have found and what science has found and i'm curious what your thoughts are on this as a master's athlete is that um if you over exercise it actually increases your mortality rate and i think that's why a lot of bodybuilders especially men you know die is because it's you know your body needs to have cheat days your body needs to have active rest days you know what i mean your body needs to have breaks from competing so i'm curious because 
some people believe, you know, as a, once you get into a certain age, like masters, you know, you should just lift weights or some people believe you should just be doing like cardio and, um, you know, smaller exercise movements, right? Like with bands and Pilates and that kind of stuff. So what's your thoughts on that? Obviously owning a gym and working with other athletes in your age group and then your experience, right? Entering these sports in a you know later age, right? Not in your 20s or 30s. So curious. Yeah. I think I think as you get as we get older, we need to, you know, not look at rest days and deloads and looking after yourself, like self-care as as being you know, yet you're being lazy and you're using that as an excuse not to train harder because hard every day, maxing out every single day is, is just not, it's not good for you. Like you said, it's not, you're not going to have longevity as an athlete. As a like you see it all the time, people going too hard and then they get hurt and your body can only take so much. And then, and then you get tired and your brain, your mentally you start breaking down on that too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's it's very important to take to treat recovery and deloads and that as part of your regular program. It's it's part of the program. It's not something that you're skipping. You know, you don't treat it as as a negative thing. Totally, a hundred percent. Um, it's funny because how I started to think about this and kind of break my eating disorder cycle, I guess you'd say, was you know, like the you maybe you don't, know, but maybe you do video game. Um, it was called Sims and it was really popular, and so. It would show you how much energy you're, you know, exporting from doing things like dishes or sweeping. And so you had to costly get this sim to sleep or eat or they would die. Right. It's so graphic, but like it really teaches you that all these things add up in a day. Um, mm -hmm. Like, because you have to be really mentally present when you're working out. So it is, it's, it is a mental exercise, right? So you get tired from that. And I think that like um, consistency and showing up in efficiency is far more effective in the long term and to me is more significant than just going balls to the wall going hard do you know what i mean yeah 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 you you train hard for a month or two and then have to take three months off because you hurt yourself are yeah. you really further ahead if you had yeah. just been you know moderate to intense for um sorry uh moderate to intense normal programming and then you can keep going longer. You can be training for the whole six months instead of being laid up for a half of it. Totally. I feel like you have um, a lot of passion about this subject. Um, I can see through your eyes. <laughs> and that, she's like, I feel like you're a hard ass coach. Like I feel like, but in a good way, but you don't fuck around and that's good. Like sometimes people need to hear that because adults, once we become adults, we become kind of stubborn, right? Cause we have our own ways. And we're not always as teachable as we were when we were young, right? Because you're like, I'm own human at my own rights. And sometimes like, it's hard to take that feedback because like a lot of us want to do really well in the sport and be elite and, and get to a certain pace. And it just feels like, sometimes it feels like everyone's kind of like um, beating you at it. You know, whether mm -hmm. it's like weight loss or strength, you know, muscle gains, whatever. You see Instagram. And so it's constant like pressure in your face all the time hitting you, you know? Yeah. And um you know, I use like the example of, I posted on my Facebook, I think, I don't know, I think it was Instagram, but like the odd time I'll get a message some, from some fat loss coach who will like try to sell me a program through mess, my DMs. They haven't even checked my profile. I'm like, hey, idiot, I train for a living. I think I freaking know what I'm doing. I've been an athlete since I was 13 <laughs> years old. You know what I mean? For 20 yeah. years, I think I know what the hell I'm doing. I don't need your help. You know, I don't want your help, but it just makes me annoyed because it's just rude. And I'm like, this is not how you get clients. 
But yeah. that's, that's okay because people like that, their clients don't like them and then they end up coming to me. So that's fine. Keep being you. Um, <laughs> but on the topic of like, you know, body image and stuff like that and comparison and stuff like that. So how has, because you obviously had to come to a certain point of acceptance in your genetics when you left, like, you know, not left, but retired from bodybuilding. So how has the sport of strongman and grip sports, in, grip sports improved your body image and overall physical health? Because like I said earlier, there's a perception that if you're a bodybuilder, then you're more fit. So I want to I wanna talk about that because obviously the training is different for the sports, right? So, right. Yeah, I think, you know, the general public, you see on magazines and stuff, people with abs and they think that, I mean, and not that some people aren't healthy and can be like that, the genetically gifted ones, but if anyone, if you ever competed in bodybuilding, you know, it's not the healthiest sport. Like at any point when those people are on stage, they're dehydrated, they're depleted, they're just about ready to pass out. They've, you know, chances are they've taken some supplements that are uh, not the norm and uh, it's really hard on the body. So, and then they, you've touched on the social media when you're, chances are as an athlete, no matter what sport you're doing, you're following people who you look up to. So it gets a little frustrating when you see people's best posts and they're, you know, the perfect angle and the perfect lighting. And you just, it would be, it's frustrating and it does make your sport a lot harder when, especially in bodybuilding, when you, sometimes I used to have to just go off social media altogether because it's just getting in my head too much that, you know, why bother? Why, why do this? You know, but, yeah. um, but changing sports to strongman and the powerlifting side is, uh, it's been a huge, you know, in accepting that I can weigh 180 pounds or, you know, and not, and not be worth less because of that. So it's, uh, it's definitely like, I, I feel, you know, at 50 years old and I'm sad that it's taken this long to get to that point. And I hope that younger women can reach that a lot sooner than I did. But I mean, my, obviously our, Nobody's body is perfect. Mine's not perfect, but I'm comfortable and I feel strong. So that's that's what matters to me now more than maybe particularly how it looks. I think that a lot of, you know, men obviously care what they look like too. I'm not saying that they don't, but I think for women, most of the pressure of we have to look us our way is like we all know the classic magazines or whatever, right? And the way we're raised and the cultural, but there was such a strong message in the way, like probably you're older than me. I'm not saying the real way of saying like, you're, you know, you've gotten mm -hmm. like 30 years, wait, well, whatever, something in that range on me, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm like, right. right, old on the hike and I have kids I've forgotten now. It's all a blur, um, you know? And like, for me, when I was a kid, it was all about looking pretty and skinny and getting a man and getting married. And if, you know, you were fat or even 10, they considered it 10 pounds of fat. I remember like, you know, biggest loser show and Jillian, like, oh, wait, I can't say that because I might get attacked anyways. Or my point <laughs> I gotta stop before I get myself into some deep shit. But anyways, my point is, honestly, I'm gonna fall on the um, Damn it, how do I say this? Um, well, you know, if you were like 10 pounds, like, like if you were, instead of being like, you know, for women, healthy 30% body fat, if you were like 10, 15, 20, they were like, you're fat. I'm like, how does having... 10 pounds of fat on you making you fat right but that was yeah. the perception and then there was like I still sometimes see them floating on Instagram like pictures of this percentage body fat in a woman this percentage this percentage and then you're and it's like it's not taking into effect um 
muscle mass and the, one of the, I shouldn't say best oh. bad, but I saw someone post an x-ray of a, a skinny person. And then obviously this person did this without the consent, the medical consent of this heavier woman, which just pisses me off because it's not mm-hmm. okay. Like you, you're not allowed to do that in your job. But then they posted like her bones. It said, she see, she's still fat. Her bones haven't gone any bigger. That big bone thing is bullshit. I'm like, yeah, but you're not even taking into account her muscle. You're just so anyways, whatever. Like, and that's fine. I get it. If you want to be a certain body fat, I'm not hating on you. And I understand that. I understand the principles of all of that, but some people have more muscle mass and some people are healthier, heavier. So whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was such a perception that you had to be X numbers, X sizes, or you wouldn't get a husband. You wouldn't get a good job. You wouldn't be healthy to have kids. And it's like, you know what? I weighed 300 pounds when I just had my baby and he's healthy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I'm healthy. So yeah. like, and I'm, I'm not lying. Like I have the paperwork of like, hey, you are immune to things. You have no high blood pressure. You have no diabetes. And I'm like, I'm not pre-diabetic, nothing. Healthy as it does. So, you know, it's something that I think is still a hang up for a lot of women who are in the master's age group entering into strength sports because they think, oh, I'm too old. Maybe mm-hmm. if I exercise younger, there's no way. I'm too stiff. I'm too old. I'm too big. I'm too slow. Like, there's all these, like, perceptions. But I think that's just, like, they've been grounded into thinking like that over such a long time, right, from their teen years till now that it's hard for them to break that. Do you know what I mean? Like, so what's, like, you grew up in a different time than me, right, in terms of body image. But I think it was probably just as tough. So, like, oh yeah, how do you how do you work with athletes who are masters athlete in your gym who may be going through some of those mental um hesitancy right like mind blockage well yeah it's i don't have a lot of women my age training there just isn't a lot of masters women um but if just for in general say women coming into the sport and just trying to like show them they can do this like don't say i can't because you can't, like, if I can do it, then anybody can certainly do it. I am not, did not come from an athletic background at all. Like the gym, you know, and bodybuilding training is mm-hmm. a lot to do the strongman training. Um, it's way more dynamic and you have to move where bodybuilding is very, uh, what's the word? Very static. Like you just, you know, you do your control form and stuff. So. But trying to convince other women in the in our gym and just whoever I meet that, yeah, you can do this. Like anybody can, and until you don't know how strong you are until you try until you have to. So, and just getting the love for pushing to get that, like that feeling when you do get it, yeah. and if you don't get it, but you at least try. Like it's a, uh, it feels good, and it makes me excited to see. I'm, I'm excited to watch the sport grow. Hopefully, with more women coming into it and yeah so what is what do you think is the reason why there aren't more like female masters athletes in uh like I'm not an expert in powerlifting obviously um because that's not my main sport but like you know obviously in your province and you know in the gyms you train in obviously your gym and then other people you work with and at competitions and stuff that you're involved with in strongman community like why don't you think there's more female masters athletes and how can we you know, as promoters and, and, and fellow athletes, rank athletes, um, improve that, you know, open up the space, courage. Yeah, I think it's just because we come from a time we just didn't do sports like that, you know. So it's it's just having, 
if you had any kind of sports background to wanting to jump into something like that. But I think our main thing would be now is trying to get, you know, you turn masters at 40. So getting women in their, you know, mid to late thirties interested in trying to get going in the sport and then they'll transition into the masters. Like coming up, the masters men's group is going to explode soon because there's a lot of mid to late guys that are going to just, you know, jump into that masters class. We're going to see that grow a lot, I think. So I'd like to see the masters women doing that. Um, I think it'll just take a little longer to get to that point. Yeah. I know this may be a touchy subject, and I'm not. I'm not attaching just disclosure any feminine feminist agendas. I'm not assuming or not assuming or bad. I'm not saying any of these things, but I'm curious because you talked about different time, right? So I've heard, like, I had another guest on the show, and she said that an elder, not elderly, but a masters like couple, obviously went up to her and said, the "Man said in front of the wife, you know." if you were more thin, perhaps like not as bulky, not as manly looking, it's great that you work now that you're fit, you'd find a man, right? So there is still that perception that men just want like the bodybuilder figure type, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think that's a hang up for masters women that if they are in a relationship or whatever, that like that body image comes to play again, that they think that they might get too bulky and that their their spouse may not want them, or maybe they are looking for love and that would work against them. So like, oh, all I gotta do is get some cardio and lose the pooch. And I'm like, well, it's gonna be pretty hard to lose the pooch at your age. The best way to do that is with strength training. But anywho, thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if that even would be as much from that perspective, but I can imagine, and I just like, I've seen this, just with my own training, I was lucky when I was married that my spouse, we treated training like that's just what you do. Like we, there was no question of, oh, you're going to the gym again, like because we both did it. So we made time for both of us to be able to go. And at times we had gyms in our home or we both, you know, went to a different gym. Um, couples, I think, especially the women, if if the couple isn't into sports for the woman to start it would be difficult I think on the relationship because there would be I mean it goes both ways too but you know this other spouse will get insecure about you know what they're doing without being so unless they're willing to do it together which I mean it doesn't always happen I I can see that happening more often than than maybe the other but I'm sure that certainly would you know that could happen that could come into play but so like i have to say this i'm sure that you probably agree there's nothing sexier than older smolding boulder okay i'm talking about uh, an older man with some tatties and muscles fresh and clean put that skincare on boys if you're listening and i know you are put some cream on that face shave exfoliate okay we notice and we like it like okay long love you long time okay we like that shit a lot so to me when some skinny old guy whose posture sucks, he's all crippled over and he's intimidated by me. I'm like, I don't care if you find me attractive. You know, yeah. it's like, I think you're unattractive. Like you shouldn't be intimidated by a woman of any age getting muscle mass. Like you're aging like a cripply prune grape because you're not working out. And I think that yeah. for men's health, when we talk about um, reproductive health, uh, this goes for women too, but obviously for men, for reproductive health, for their posture, for their muscle mass, for bone density, you lose bone density, obviously not strength training. So it's not an attractive quality to me when a guy is just all crippling and old. And when he thinks he can speak onto my life about health and you've got yeah. a natural uh, genetic advantage of testosterone and you're not even working out. I'm like, why the hell would I listen to you? I don't care that you can fucking canoe and fish. 
Doesn't make yeah. you more fit than me. Shut up. <laughs> I had somebody, uh, a girlfriend introduced me to somebody. We were out, you know, at a bar or something. And she introduced me to this, this gentleman that she knew and introduced who what introduced her to me. And, uh, he immediately said, Oh, I, I like, I'd rather be the man in the relationship. And I'm like, well, good luck with that. Like nobody asked you that. Question. Like what? Like just but right to my face. So rude. I was like, and he was obviously a lot smaller than me. But I'm not even that big. Like it's okay. You know what? He was I'm very intimidated. You know what? The only time I ever shut my mouth, which is very rare, by the way. Knows <laughs> me. Um, like my neighbor's husband. Okay, he is such a man on the inside. Like he knows his shit. He's actually healthy confidence is healthy testosterone. Like his relationship with her is very respectful and healthy and like, whatever. Uh, there was some drama in my, my, the back behind my back of my house. And I got involved anyways. He was like, go inside. And I never, I ne do not listen to a man. I didn't listen to my husband and I went inside. So my point is, is like being a man is about who you are inside. Muscles aside, it's about the, like your character, the type of person you are, how you carry yourself. A woman cannot affect that unless you really aren't a solid, healthy man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if a woman's energy, masculine or feminine, makes you less masculine, then you're not, you're not, you weren't masculine in the first place. You know what I mean? Because there is no such thing as man in a relationship because men can cook and women can cook too. You know, unless you're talking about reproductiveness and you're trying to make babies and whatever, whatever. What are we talking about here? You know what I mean? So yeah. I try to be pretty inclusive in my thinking, but you know, at the end of the day, um, I think that, like for masters, the thing is, is also, I think it's more encouraged and it's maybe more expected from men, you know, women in their, in their years are expected to be like, Oh, go sew something, go craft, you know, just sit around. So it's just, there's this different, you know what I mean? Cultural understanding of what a woman's aging should look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Size aside, it's like, why would you spend your time trying to achieve something or invest in sports? Like my mom says stuff like that all the time. And I'm like, mom, you're not too old to start drawing or selling art. Like you can do this at any time in your life. So it's like what you were talking about earlier. It's like, you're kind of rebirthing your own life. Right. And that's kind mm -hmm. of intimidating to some people and scary, you know, cause it's, they think it's too late, especially women. Right. Because we're like, Oh, we've made babies. Now what? We don't have a purpose anymore. You know, especially right. for master grandmas or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you have like, and if you're raising like both my kids, my kids are 25 and 20 and you know, they have their own lives now. So yes, it's great to be there for them during those times, but you need to have your own life outside of that also. My mom says comments to me all the time. Like, cause I have a baby, obviously and she's like, do you need me? I'm like, no. I need to, and then she, you know what, this really upset me because this is just like, you know, obviously women in your age group, like hustled, especially like single moms, like my mom is single mom and she'll say something, well, I, I don't, don't expect big Christmas gifts for me for the kids. And I'm like, I never asked you for that. And I don't expect that. Like you need to rest. My mom's a nurse. She's been a nurse since I was before I was born. So I think she's pushing 40 years or whatever, something crazy. And I'm like, you need to just stop. Like her body is done. Her body was done a mm -hmm. long time ago, cancer, you name it. And she still keeps working because outside of motherhood and work, a woman's like, oh shit, like, what is my purpose? Do you know what I mean? So I feel like a yeah. lot of women stay in marriages or they keep working in their, the master's group because they're like, what, who am I outside of that? Do you know what I mean? I think strong men yeah. can really help women identify what that, what that is for them. Right. And if mm -hmm. they don't grow in strong men, just the act of your, your separate identity, like what you're saying, aside from your kids and finding that has yeah. power.
Yeah. Oh, exactly. You have to, it just makes, yeah, just building your own identity and who you are. It's not just mom or daughter, wife, ex-wife, whatever you are. It's, you can make your own. I've had some, uh, some health issues and thinking that I was going to have to stop training and I would cycle around that, like not feeling well and, and uh, deciding that maybe I should stop. And then I just said to one of my business partners, I'm like, I'm not done. I'm like trying at least like, I mean, maybe I'll never compete again. I don't know, but I'm not done. Like, I want to keep trying new things. We're going to go do Moss wrestling. That'll be a new sport for me. No, I, I'm trying to bring yeah. that here. Dude, I, I still will mass wrestle you. Let's do it. Yeah. So I'm excited <laughs> to try that. <laughs> it's the six foot bear hug, you know? Bear hug, teeter totter. I don't know. <laughs> it's an adult tug of war with a stick. It is freaking awesome, man. I will yeah, tug of war. Yeah, you know, I don't need to cheat by tying weight behind my ass because my ass is the weight. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. If, yeah, if my husband yeah, that, being uh, thick will come in handy. <laughs> oh yes, I'm, I'm bottom heavy, and I'm gonna drive my ass into the ground. You can't pick me up. <laughs> yeah. I know because some cute paramedics have tried, you know, damsel in distress, pick me up, lift me. And he's like, like yeah, I'll pick my ass off the floor. I, I understand. I'll bring you back. I know you've been not lifting heavy lately. Um, but if my husband ever said you are not like, because okay, so like, because we have kids now, he doesn't play sports anymore. And he was a pro athlete, not in strength sports, but in sportsy sports, you know, like baseball and hockey. And he's lost a shit ton of muscle mass because he's not like he's lost, I would say probably 35, 40 pounds of muscle mass, mm-hmm. and, which is significant. And yeah. for me, when I met him, I was like half the size. So like, there's definitely a difference there, but I made the choice that like, I can't maintain a full-time dance career. I have kids now. And so I switched over to obviously a strongman. And like, I still love and respect him. And it's nothing to do with his muscle mass, right? Like, I'm still attracted to him. Do I want him to lift weights? Yes. So, like, would that be really great? Yes. But I'm not going to leave him for it because it's not like he is unhealthy. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he still has a passion desire to be fit. But if he ever said to me, this is selfish and that you shouldn't do this and that I'm, you're too thick for me now, I'd be like, mm, well, some people lack thick women. So, bye. Like, I you know, and I think women need yeah. that attitude, like, there's uh you don't you're not gonna lose things from like uh becoming an empowered woman you know I think there's that fear right mm-hmm. because you still had to fight for women's rights in, in many ways like when you were my age right like well yeah you don't uh it's not yeah it wasn't just a given that there was things that you could do that that men could do kind of thing I guess I but. like the lights in your background. On this note, people, um, as we're making our way through here with this interview, if you're struggling to find the right fitness challenge for you or something to get you started, check us out. We have um, a Facebook group called Strong Women of Canada, and all the people who've been on our show um, are considered guest experts. They're marked in the group. So I post information on there for you to start tra- strength training, their coupon codes. You can directly message them about coaching. And like I said, all these resources are also on our website. They're on TikTok. And if you complete one of our bi-weekly challenges created by our guest speakers, you can actually win one of our monthly prize giveaways, which is pretty exciting right now. We've got some stuff from Supplement King and some merch that I want to give away. So check that out. Log on to panstrong.ca. And um, yeah, so like many um, 
like I said, many non-strongman body, like bodybuilders who don't have knowledge about the sport have a perception that it isn't as athletic, like I said, as bodybuilding. So can you describe like in terms of the transition of training, what you do now and um, what you feel are the, the biggest differences in the training? And, and cause there's a lot of bodybuilders who come into strongman. And like I said, on other episode, excel really well, right? So you mm-hmm. have a gym, you coach people, have you worked with people who left bodybuilding strong men or vice versa? And how do you like plan their training program? Um, well, I don't particularly coach people specifically, but um, yeah, you do see people coming from a bodybuilding background coming in to do, to do strong men. And it's just, I think the main training difference is just being more dynamic um, and making sure you get the big moves in and stuff. Like I didn't really even squat before. So now it's, you know, squat and deadlift and just being faster. And if they think strongman don't do cardio, we just call it the cardio at our gym is we just call it strongman cardio because go pick up those farmers and run down the turf a few times and tell me if that's not cardio. Like, so it's just, and I just love helping people get ready for comps, you know, strategically planning things and you know if it's it's if it's an easy weight for them then it's let's focus on your conditioning let's get faster um you know learning to move quick between implements and just stuff like that but that's the kind of but yeah the biggest change would just be trying to be faster more dynamic like I was just super slow like I watched videos of my first comps and I'm like move like why are you going so slow like and then, then you, so you learn that that's the stuff that you have to work on. So it's just, it's just, but it, I, they do mimic each other a lot because we still, a lot of us still use the bodybuilding accessories types things, you yeah. know, in training. Yeah. So you do your big lifts and then you do your ventes, but all your accessories are still very similar to, to bodybuilding styles. So it, oh. uh, yeah, besides the dieting and the eating part, I think they go well together. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I can't say that enough. And I honestly believe my my whole, like the year after year that I did, like all the cardio as a dancer, and then like I said, I used to sprint run, and then the bike and roll, but like all those like quick twitch muscles that I've been training for yeah. years and years and years, um, is was a huge asset for me. And the fact that oh I've absolutely, been, like yeah, and then like people used to call me an otter in water. It's kind of like any hall. Like I'm very fast in water, and so like I spent my entire childhood doing mainly cardio. So even though it was heavy. And yeah. like what people understand is like my asthma was so bad, it was so debilitating that I had to stay home from school because I would get sick that often. I couldn't sleep at night um, and I had really bad sleep apnea from it. Doing strongman training has taken that away. I don't even need my asthma ventilants. I don't even get sick anymore. Really? So, yeah. Do you and think I, I really regulate your breathing or? I think, I don't, I don't really know. Like, because like, when I was a competitive ballroom dancer, the speed and the BPMs, like the speed of which, like, and I used to teach, like, like the speed of which you dance and then all the teaching, like I used to teach dance six, seven, eight hours a day, like nonstop. So I would do yoga mm-hmm. class four or five times a day and you have to do every single movement, right? So it's a lot of repetitive motion, but I don't know, like yoga didn't fix it. Dancing didn't fix it. So I would, I would get really ill sometimes from um, swimming because of the oxygen deprivation, because I just couldn't get enough air in with the mm-hmm. speed my muscles could do it but my lungs can do it I don't know I think it's I think because with strong mat it's the cross train there's something about the bracing that is needed for heavy, carrying heavy objects because you yeah. can't carry a heavy object if you're not if you don't have enough air like it's impossible 
never mind yeah. like not just lifting up but also like moving with it right like walking mm-hmm. or pushing so i think someone should really do some research on that because um could be also yeah. the interval type like it's that's not what I'm saying like the hit styles like training yeah like you do for football or whatever like I think there's something really powerful about that. Like just even with my clients, I've seen their posture dramatically change from night and day. You know, people who've got like fused C4, C5, like like stiff as a wall, like they cannot move, horrible posture, and then all and barely can lift like a, you know, like a 40 pound deadlift or kettlebell for, uh, right? Like that's it. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're jumping right, right up into the hundreds. It's like, there's something there. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, there's got to be a connection. It's something I want to re- really research because there's a lot of elite athletes in in Olympics, right, who have asthma and have permanent lung damage from breathing through it. And I don't get that lung pain anymore. So, and I, and it's not supplements because I've experimented with supplements over the years and different diets because I'm even like, cut dairy. Like, no, it, I've done all that. There's something specific about the training because I can tell you, for me, focusing more on powerlifting, um, in bodybuilding, I, I noticed a direct impact on my breathing. Mm-hmm. As soon as I start pushing more into strongman workouts, my breathing changes are improved dramatically. So there's something yeah. there. There's something there with the uh, carrying implements. So yeah, it's got to be the way you're breathing or something. But I mean, and that's a great thing to know because there's probably people who have those conditions that are scared to to try. You know, like that, yeah. oh, I can't because I have asthma or, you know, but. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've worked with people who like their doctors have told them they cannot do certain things. And I'm like, they don't even know what they're talking about. They have no training. No. It's like, don't no. Unfortunately, like I said, I have health issues and, and I've literally had my doc, like I went in to see my doctor once and she was asking me how I was. And I'm like, like good in reference to, you know, my normal. I'm like, oh, my back is out my back is sore right now yeah. and uh she's like oh why what's wrong with your back and I'm like oh I just st- stupidly pulled it deadlifting like obviously doing it wrong and yeah. uh she's like why like she just didn't understand why I would be doing that I think you need to stop doing that I'm like that's not gonna happen no <laughs> I'll just remember <laughs> not to tell you that I'm sore yeah. again yeah totally yeah. I mean- but this is a professional medical person telling me not to exercise well, it's just, well, because like I said, I was training for nationals right when I got pregnant with my baby I just had, and like, they were so convinced, like, like that I was unhealthy, you know, being pregnant that way, that my baby would be high risk for health problems. And uh, I said, I couldn't breathe properly. They're like, oh, it's good. I'm like, I have a fucking huge, my baby was born 12 pounds. My baby was fucking 12 pounds. Okay. Jesus. So like. It was huge when I was pregnant. Yeah. You know, it was like twins. So it's like, no, I can't breathe because I have a ginormous baby in me. Okay. Yeah, That's exactly. With my weight, asshole. I have no problem yeah. these out. Watch, watch me. <laughs> yeah. But, well, that's, and people making a snap judgment just based on your appearance. You yeah. don't, you don't have to weigh a hundred and, you know, 20 pounds to be healthy. It's, that's not, definitely not it. Yeah, no. And I mean, like I said, there is different bone structures and body types. I don't care what any freaking person says. That is the truth. Okay. Animals exist in different spectrums and so do we. You and my bun has attitude on this subject. It's like, listen here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk sus to me. 
you do to kiss and they're like, they just start laughing straight. I'm like, what'd you say? You know, <laughs> I'll end you. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Okay. This is my favorite part about this podcast. You guys need to get me a donate on the, the donate coffee button on the website so I can get a bigger camera so we can capture the full bun experience. Okay. <laughs> so anyways. it just comes in and out of the scene. <laughs> it's like, Hey, I agree with the subject. I have something to say. I need to add to it. <laughs> and my eyebrows. Yeah. It's like an exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's my favorite <laughs> perfume in the nineties when I was a kid, you know, um, it always makes me laugh my eyebrows because they're crooked because I had a stroke. So on that stuff, just oh, okay. I was, uh, yeah, because I was a vegan and I was dieting so much. I gave myself um, stones, gallstones, oh ulcers, and all kinds of fucked up shit. And I actually had a stroke. I think I was 20. How old was I when I had it? I think it was 23, 24, something like that. So Jesus. my eyebrow is higher because I lost feeling in my face on the side. And it still yeah. never came back. That's no, I mean, it's better than it was. It was pretty, like, I have a picture of it, I was like fucked up. But now it's like, I still, like, I used to drink and I'd spill all over myself because I had no feeling. Yeah. But I still do. You could smack me or kick me pretty hard here. I wouldn't feel, I'm like, let's box, bitches. I'll just always give them this side, you know? Just that side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll fuck you up. They're just punching me. Nothing's happening. I'm like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's broken. Just don't feel it. But, um, no, that's why I'm really passionate about this subject because I think that the health damages are really serious. And I think people are like, oh, being overweight has health challenges. And I'm like, yeah, and so does starvation. So both mm. are valid points, you know? Yeah. No, like, I totally agree. Finding nutrition to, is- uh, nutrition is so important in sleep. It's too overlooked. Like it's not just about eating, it's it's what you eat also. It's gotta be some quality calories. Yeah, I mean, we like treats every once in a while, but real food over protein yeah. bars, real food, real and food. Like whenever, when my kids get older, I lose, always lose weight. Like when I sleep for me, sleep and stress, if I don't sleep and I'm stressed, doesn't matter how many hours I spend in the gym, I can be taking the best supplements in the world. I'm heavier. Cortisol, cortisol is a real oh, yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, um, that's why I nap so much. My husband gets mad. Like, I think he just thinks it's like lazy, but whatever. It's like women need more sleep than men. That is a fact. That's a scientific fact. And like, especially if you're going to be training heavy. And I think like our culture, American culture, Canadian culture, whatever you want to call it, Western culture, um, just doesn't, there's too much hustle sometimes, right? And it doesn't praise rest as self-care or that as an achievement. I think it's an achievement. Yeah. I feel very achieved every time I nap. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's that's what I said. Like the when you're training hard, deloading and like overtraining isn't smart. It's it's gonna make your uh, your career very short, I think. So you have to look after yourself. The stretching and the whatever it is that you need to do, meditate or mm-hmm. yoga, anything, deload. Like you just gotta take that active rest and naps. Yeah all the time so you would like so what was your motivation was like you know behind a co-owning barbarian strike dream barbarian 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 <laughs> maybe <laughs> that's a type of tomato i don't know barbarian i always just like barbarian wasn't there like a movie barbarian the giants there's something something where does that come from well there's conan the barbarian ah that's what it is there you go yeah like where does that come from again um so what was your motivation between like starting that you know work coding the gym um and like do you feel your experience as a strongman masters athlete like embracing your natural strengths 
coming from the bodybuilding background, this helps your gym improve like your your master's athlete's physical fitness level. Because like once again, if you think back in the day when there was gyms, like even 10, 20, 90, in the 90s, most trainers were really young, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. They were like, you know, early 20s, late 20s. But that was the main like, you know, demographic of, you know, coaches. And now that's changing, right? There's women coaches and then, you know, master's coaches. And yeah, well, yeah. And there's just, I mean, there's so, you know, people do one bodybuilding competition and they're an online coach. It's, there's so many, and you can take, a, you can take any course online and, and become a coach. But as, you know, somebody that, you be if you're looking for a coach you want to know somebody that's seasoned and experienced and are asking you the right questions so yeah and for the start of the gym uh like i said the i had got involved with the small group and uh one of the one of the people from the group had found a space and decided to uh, start pulling together some equipment so i had invested with them and became a part of that gym um that gym closed though just before COVID hit, and uh, we kind of restructured the owners and uh, moved into another space, and that's where Barbarian came from. We were under a different name before, so this uh, Barbarian's only been for about a year and a half. And, mm. and so, what like what are some of your like training tips when it comes to, um, like I said, masters athletes entering the sports who? You know, a good example that you had earlier was who have never competed in sports. Like that was just not something that they did. And they maybe just, like I said, did walking and biking and that kind of stuff, like light exercise mm-hmm. type things. Well, it's, I think to me, it's the mental aspect of it. It's just getting people over that idea that they can't do something. So um, the struggle is getting people, you know, that demographic into the gym at all and then not scaring them away with something that's too hard or you know or just getting to know people what their pain tolerance level is because yeah that's huge you have to grow into that that strongman pain right like you just put somebody through a workout an event day without any kind of setup for it they're going to be hurting and they may you may never see them (laughs) because a it's so hard to do but so you have to work into that so it's just getting them people into the gym and not scaring them away with strongman as much as just you know we are a regular setup gym that you can come and do any training there that you want you know, not everybody's strongman and uh yeah and then just slowly you know then you like come play come do this like doesn't this look fun and you can do it and it's just taking people on that way so i'm hoping we're with the classic online group we're hosting an office competition in a couple of weeks yeah yeah so we had 38 people sign up for it which was yeah. way bigger than i thought eight women of the 38 so i was happy to see that and uh hopefully we can uh you know if even half of those people move on to doing some to keep competing that would be awesome for totally the, the, the sport alone my opinion on it is that like a lot of people don't want to host novice because they think all oh, like we're not going to get sponsors we're not going to let a lot of spectators or whatever whatever and it's like that's the wrong way of looking at it there's it the leap to become because some comps have really high amateur weights like entry mm-hmm. points and it's a quite a leap and you mm-hmm. don't want to get injured and you know sometimes I've seen competitions do 
lifts where the gyms close by don't have access to that specific equipment for them to touch. So for them to right. make that, I mean, you can mimic workouts for like Zerkers, you can mimic with a barbell, like you can, you can train in a regular gym and, and get pretty close, but you know, it's like, do you want like six or seven amateurs and then complain you didn't get enough spectators or athletes, or do you want to have 30 novices? Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that that needs to be a focus is have a lot more novice competitions, have a lot more, like you said, playtime, like, you know, Jim's doing strongman Sundays and yeah. just farming around um, and having equipment that's like lighter, like lighter Atlas stones. It's just like making it more accessible. And like you said, slowly working up to, I think like, it depends on what your personal training or group fitness background is like where your certification is. Cause some are, have more science in them and they're better, but a lot of people, a lot of trainers, especially like young male trainers would just have like the key synology back in the day. Right. Which is a great start, yeah. but it's like knowing how to work with like having postpartum fitness certifications, knowing how to work with postpartum bodies, older active adults, group fitness, like my background in group fitness, and then the dance and all these other different things like gymnastics. Once I came to personal training size, like I already knew all that stuff because of all those different sciences that I knew, right. especially with dance, right? Uh, so I think it's important to like find coaches that have, um, uh, that listen to you, that respect you. Right. Mm -hmm. And give you those supports you need and a gym where you feel safe and accessible. Like if you own a gym, male or female smile, smile at everybody who comes in the door and yeah. like, don't have that attitude. Oh, if they didn't stay at the boot camp, they're lazy. Like I said, everyone's pain threshold is different. Everyone's physical. Yeah. Like you learn that working with kids, if they weren't a kid that didn't have that physical literacy, even if they're skinny, there's, there's some kind of foundational body composition workouts and movements you have to do with them to get them to those points. Oh, yeah. Even say they can lift like a really heavy barbell, but the rest of their form is really crappy and probably prone to injury. Don't keep getting them to lift that 80 pound barbell. Be like, now you did 90. I generally don't neglect all those things. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, really individual, you know, even if you're not doing personal training, like if you have a group fitness or group boot camp or strongman camp, like what's the, there's a expression for it, but it's like, you know, many ways to skin a cat, right? Like you can do the same movement, like a million different ways. Right? right. So, and, and some are more challenging on the core, right? Like holding kettlebells versus dumbbells, like for a farmer's carry versus an actual farmer's carry handle, right? Like there is significant, mm -hmm. even that like a trap bar is easier than a farmer's carry. That's like not attached, right? Like two yeah. separate bars. So, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, respect the spine. People respect their spines. Injuring people is not good. That's not something no. that, no, you know, that's not about, you know I don't want anybody to leave the gym hurts, you know? So, um, especially when you get new people in and just, I just, we try to like stand back and, and let them do their thing. And then if you see somebody needs help, like I got a lot of, a few strong men in my gym that are like, the gym mentors like they'll help you with anything and be there for you so it's i'm lucky that way um but yeah just getting new people in and and like you said the strongman saturday thing like we had people powerlifters from my gym that signed up for the strongman comp because they had started jumping in on our strongman saturdays like you know because we it's it's we're not like a commercial gym so it's more like a boutique gym so we're a smaller group so everybody's you know everybody knows everybody and it's you know if i'm gonna go do something i'll be like hey i'm gonna go pull truck and come you know come help me do this so everybody just helps out so getting people involved that way and they don't realize that they're doing it and then kind of get them roped in well you can do that let's do this now like try something else or 
they want different ideas for training. Uh, you know, we want some core work, go do some yoke or farmers or that kind of stuff that maybe they wouldn't normally have done, but it just gets them into it a little bit. I'm just laughing, not what you're saying, but because like I've trained masters athletes in boot camps and they're like, they're like, they always start, I get a lot of fuck yous. Like sassy, <laughs> strong and women say fuck you to me a lot. I get a lot of masters women say fuck you to me. And they're being they're like, fuck you. And then they're like, I'm like, yes. And they're like, you can make me do that. I'm like, yep, you can do it. I know you can because yeah. I'm watching them, right? Like I'm not yeah. them. I'm staring at them and I've done their part Q and I've, you know, like my first class is always just a general kind of fitness test. I'm very observant and I kind of mm -hmm. give them a spectrum of, of exercises so I can see where their weaknesses are in their body and where their strengths are. And yeah. um, then it gets to the point where like I was checking the next day and like, how are you feeling? Are you good? And it's like, that's important. Checking with people a lot. Yeah. Like, every client, every gym goer at your gym, especially in these lockdown times is like important. Like you yeah. want, you want them in your gym. So check it with them. But yeah, like they'll start, I'll be like, are you sore? And they're like, okay, sore, what kind of sore, you know? And um, it's usually like the good sore, right? Like they're not yeah. injured. And then eventually the form is getting better and it's less fuck you. And it's like, oh, do I have to mommy? So then I get the mommy jokes and I'm like, yes, yeah. son or yes, dear, you know? Um, and then they get really good at that. Then it's like, okay, now we're friends, right? We've established trust and they feel safe yeah. and they're seeing results. And then it's like, then you're like, okay, now time for the big boy pants. Now you're actually going to lift a lock, right? Now you yeah. master the technique. So you know what I mean? Like you said, rope yeah. in, like as I do, I'm like a little bit more like breadcrumbs, a little bit more. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's some people that walk in or like just gung ho and want to jump in. And that's, that's awesome too. Like, but yeah, being able to read people and yeah. uh, trying to get them that way, I think so just yeah it's just once again listen don't be false the wall don't push them too hard so i'm really curious like for you what if like describe what this sport like grips competing in grip sports soon mass wrestling strongman what does that mean to you as a person as a heart in your heart and as a master's athlete what does that mean to you today in what sense what do you mean like what is like for me um besides how it's for my identity like I know if I wasn't lifting, I would have been able to get passed through some of the crazy shit that's happened to me in the past few years. Like it's, I mean, I feel like it saved my mental health. So for me, it's just, you know what I mean? Like it, it I don't know. It's my therapy, right? So what, oh, what does absolutely. it mean for you? And I think that's, yeah, that's very important. And that's the difference also, I think, in the type of gym that we have. And a lot of the strength gyms are like ours. Um, a lot of us are there for that reason. Like if we weren't there, we'd be at it somewhere else because we, you know, you, you deal with it. So it's, a, it's an addiction in a way, but to me, it's a good one. So if you need it and we have, it's our gym family and there's people like you can talk to them about things that your regular family and friends don't get. And uh, we all kind of come, seems like we all kind of come from that same angle. Like everybody's dealing with something, but you walk in there and, and do your stuff and you get that uh, dopamine or boost from lifting and getting excited and just being around people with the same goals. Um, yeah, it means a lot that way. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I went through a divorce four years ago after 20 years and I don't know where wow. I'd be with these guys. Yeah. That's a long time. 20 years, you said? That's 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 yeah. all, especially for this day and age. That's, yeah. that's a long time. I'm trying to fathom that. That's so long. 
Yeah. So it's uh yeah, so that it was a huge life change and then I had stopped bodybuilding right at the same time. So finding maybe I clung to the sport a little bit more because of that, but it just gave me, you know, something good to focus on and, and not get not wallow. So Yeah. Do you feel like this part of your journey is like a second life? You know, I was saying like cats, like you have nine lives, like people think they only have one. And you have to do certain things in a certain time frame, like in your twenties, you need to complete this. Right. You know what I mean? Like getting hung up on dates yeah. and time. Yeah, and I did all that. Like I did all the timing and had the kids and marriage and stuff. And so now I'm single and fifty and own a and gym parents. and doing yeah, if you had asked me five years ago what this would be my life right now, I would you know, and I'm not unhappy about it. Like I love where I, where it's headed and I can see more things happening. So getting more into coaching and nutrition and focusing yeah. more things like that with the gym and the sports. And I just love to see them grow. Like if that's all I can do is just get out there and do these things so that people see that anybody can do it. Yeah. Get more people interested in it, you know. Um, I'll never be the strongest. I never was, ever, you know, even if I started this 20 years ago, I would never probably have won a pro card or even won a show, but I don't care. It's, I do. I don't know I what you're saying, score. because first of all, you're blonde bombshell, and I'm pretty sure you're going to get lots of sliding into those DMs snoop after this interview. And secondly, <laughs> when you were lifting, what is it called, man? I can never think of it. Like when you're holding the weight like this, and your face is like. Oh, we had to do that front holes. Oh God, man. Those are like, I'm telling you that separates the men from the boys and the girls. Yeah. Especially when it was plus 40. Oh, I had taken me a few times. It was so hot. <laughs> Everyone's like, are you good? Are you dying? You barf? I'm like, no, it's just hot. Like for me, I always get a heat stroke from competitions because I'm fucking Irish and Scottish. Uh-huh. I keep it from clouds. I can't do it. I'm like, can you at least put a fucking, you know what? Listen, anyone, I will pay you to go to consciously and carry an umbrella behind my head. I'll fucking do it. I'll pay. Yeah. Oh, we were so we were spoiled that we had. Uh, they always have usually have massage therapists at the comps. Oh. And, uh, so we, yeah. they had tents set up for us, so you can get in on, out of the sun. And the massage therapist, I think he did massage a couple people, but he had towels soaked in ice water. And as soon as we came back from doing something, he threw it on the back of our necks. It was like. He, he saved the day probably like six seven events and plus 40 weather and oh, it wasn't that's, a, that's a long day like yeah. this conference coming up we've got all the heavy stuff we've got i think we've got axle deadlift changed it already once so but um car deadlift freaking like conan's wheel oh, um, yeah. like all the just fucking uh, like atlas stone over yoke for reps we've got nothing oh, but the soul sucking death. Soul sucking <laughs> death shit but, yeah and the only thing i'm grateful for is that it's in october but i'm also kind of scared because it may be snow so not, yeah you don't know what you're gonna get that's i'm worried for you could have snow <laughs> it's so funny because i did a highland competition and i actually went first and all the female athletes were smart and they left and i stayed in a fucking rain thunderstorm and threw shit and i got like so fucking sick after like, I got, like, uh, and i'm like mm, was it worth the metal i don't know i'm still kind of debating it but yeah it was it was hardcore and it, it definitely made me more of you know a woman you know after that yeah, Chance for yeah. 
Yeah, that's one sport I have to try it too. So, oh, you got to do it. It's so much fun. You love it. Like, seriously, Highland Games is a great way to get ready for strongman. Like, it's uh, it's really rep heavy. So, you mm-hmm. have someone who's stretching and doing your deep therapy, like tissue work, like with your, your rollers and uh, can't miss stretch day. And you do have to practice with implements because it's, it's actually surprisingly hard to control. Like, I don't find it that heavy because obviously I do strongman but it's the technique, right? Yeah. Like you can trip and, and sprain your ankle pretty easy, like just throwing um, the hammer because it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's all about angles. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you'll pull your wrist, like it's it's not super heavy, but it's the G-force, right? Cause you're, it's, um, it's very yeah. jerky. That's what I was gonna yeah. say, jerky. So I think if you excel a strongman, it's it's a perfect match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I you want to coordinate to- enough for the spinning thing. That's what I'm saying. You have to have, yeah, you have to have coordination because not only do you lose points if you don't get it straight, but you can also trip. And the thing is, you don't want to maim the spectators by throwing something, you know, a heavy hammer. No, exactly, yeah. (laughs) You know, my brother's like, don't do it. You will hurt yourself or other people. And I did hurt myself, but I didn't hurt anyone else. So, you know, I didn't break anything. (laughs) I didn't break anyone else. I didn't break anybody. I did do a lot of inappropriate squat stretching in a short-ass kilt. Um, oh yeah pink booty shorts out but y'all you're welcome (laughs) so (laughs) um so uh a few more questions here what are um like how do you think female athletes at any age can achieve success in these sports mass wrestling grip grip sport is strong man how can they achieve success yeah what are some steps steps they can take training tips things you recommend for women who are on the cusp of greatness or just starting out? (laughs) I think just consistency in training. Um, You know, you don't necessarily have to have a coach, but I think it's a hundred percent a huge benefit. You know, you have somebody good, but do your research and get somebody good that's going to listen to you and um, can give you lots of feedback. I don't know, just just try like put your heart out there and have fun that's i mean at the end of the day it's a hobby right it's supposed to be fun so totally yeah you gotta love it and uh one last question so when for you like you know because you talked about your divorce obviously i wasn't aware of that um how do you feel you know doing this like the strongman stuff in the past few years has shaped you personally and professionally like do you feel you command more for your life do you feel more overall success besides the mental health emotional physical health like outside of that how has it transformed things in your life I think I'm just more it's maybe more confident um you know not as scared to try something new and not like I I made myself stop saying I can't a long time ago that you know if if I want to try something and be like, oh, no, I can't do that, then I have to go do it. So mm-hmm. the only thing I don't say that about is burpees because I just won't do those. But yeah, fuck um, no. Fuck burpees. Uh, but yeah, just probably the confidence and just meeting, you know, putting myself out there to, to talk to people and have to deal with things that aren't always fun. But when you own a business, that's what has to happen sometimes. Um, yeah. And take risks and and just try to do the best you can and still be the best person I can be and 
love my yeah. kids. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing, not at you. Never laughing no, at you. That's fine. But I like I have a movie like in my head all the time. So when you like so burpees, this is what burpees I think of. This is torture. <laughs> my skinny, I still hate them. It's like burpees to remind me of if you had to belly flop on water in a pool and it really fucking hurt. And yeah. then someone then said, like, you know, track and field when you were like in high school and he had to jump over that shit. You know, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm like, I had a fucking kangaroo. That's what it reminds me of, okay? Go belly flop on your fucking stomach and now go jump over somewhere like, well, I had no fucking horse. This is an equestrian <laughs> bitch. Well, uh, yeah, they belly like, flop and then stand up and then do it again. Don't like, who the yeah. yeah. Why would you do that more than once? Yeah. You know? Yeah, like when no. someone's running, like, and you're like, on purpose? You know, like, <laughs> I sprint run, but you never see my ass jogging for a long time. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> No, it's not, it's not built for that. Yeah, no, the only time I make the earth shake is when I'm, I'm carrying the oak, and that's about it, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and one last thing before we go, um, what are some habits or things that, you know, women, masters athlete, um, any age, you know, that you think that they can stop doing, um, like habits, anything that they could do that, like eliminate a life that could be maybe holding them back in the sport or starting some things they can cut out of their life athlete, just negativity like don't don't care what other people think I mean and that's always easier said than done because even when we say that we still care what people think but um yeah take chances and just try it if you've always wanted to do it don't waste any more time don't feel like me and wait till you're 48 to start strongman like that's I'm supposed to be retiring and knitting and doing something like that, but instead I'm beating myself up every weekend. You say beating? Beating myself up, yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Like, like a bubba, like just crocheting, making some little slippers. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what people do when they get turned 50, isn't it? <laughs> My tax accountant, she looks a lot like you, and I love her because she drives a Harley and she swears and talks about like banging dudes and making money. <laughs> and <laughs> driving her Harley and chilling at her cottage getting crunk and then she just smokes a cigarette while she's doing my taxes like she's she's so savage she's got like a rap <laughs> well I, I love the the, the, uh, the opposite thing of that like I work in accounting during the day and then I own a gym on the side like and at work they just laugh at me like what did you do today like you know <laughs> what did you do on the weekend they're always wondering what I picked up for and I have bruises all the time if they think I'm single or they think I was being beat by a man somewhere but it, uh... <laughs> I always like say to people in public like I've got you probably can't see but I've got one on my arm from just yeah. doing uh, like tricep presses and stuff uh for log and I always say, oh, it's just my kid's paint, you know, or like, yeah, I'm with other moms. I'm like, don't worry, my husband doesn't beat me. Like, yeah. I beat myself. No big deal. Like, He's probably like, don't call not. anyone. My kids are okay. So they yeah. have a safe space. You know? yeah. Here's a picture of my gym, you know. It's like, all oh, self-induced. Yeah. <laughs> you do that to yourself, and then you say self-abuse, and then like, what do you mean? And I'm like, no, oh, that's not what I mean. <sighs> you don't get it. I don't know if we can be mom friends, you know. <laughs> Yeah. That's for you. I said, like, when I try to meet mom friends, they're always intimidated. Like, I'm going to make them come to my gym and work out. And I don't let anyone in my gym. It's my happy place. So it's like in my basement gym, like, you can't come in here. You shall not pass my secret. Yeah. Game. You know, but they all think I'm going to, like, yell at them or make them carry a stone. 
And I'm like, no, I'm just going to talk shit about my kids and my husband with you. Like every other mom, relax, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the good old days. But yeah, no, yeah. thanks again for being on our show. And if you want to get hooked up with her amazing gym, like I said, right here, Instagram, look it up. Do you have a Facebook page as well? Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah, same Barbarian Strength Gym on Facebook and uh, and I'm on there too. So you can always add me and contact me for the gym steps also. Yeah, reach out and um, get connected with Pam. And uh, if you have a, a question for her, like I said, you can comment on our post. Um, and like I said, reach out to her directly. If you somehow can't get a hold of her, let me know. But we are here to support you. And, and like I said, she's a promoter and uh, she's all about lifting up other women. So it's we're not as intimidating as we seem to any of the new lifters, you know? Same yeah, with no matter what our competition faces look like. <laughs> you know, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to post some clips of your face if that's okay, because it's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. bizarre. Like, ah. like you got meat <laughs> and jawbone for days. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe that should also be a shirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We love you. And uh, don't forget that we have a competition coming up. Um, and there's going to be really exciting things going on. With them. I'll say too much, but looky, 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 check it out. And uh, see you on our next episode, Panda Strong Podcast. Pandas, too many peas in this place. I can't do peas, okay? <laughs> I can do one type of pea, but I won't say.